Welcome to the Spiritual Recharge Podcast, brought to you by SpiritualRecharge.com. This is your place to experience peace and higher consciousness while recharging the battery of your soul. So get comfortable, take a few relaxing breaths, and settle in to this sacred time for yourself. This is Ariel Hecht, and I'm here with our host, Michael McIntosh. Our warmest welcome to you. Thank you for your beautiful presence. And now we'll hear from Michael. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we're talking about (laughs) the experience, the experience, the spiritual experiences that we have. How do we create a spiritual experience? How do we sustain these wonderful feeling states, these higher states of consciousness, how do we feel really good? (laughs) Because there's one thing knowing about things logically, knowing about something, like knowing what a mango is, knowing what a mango looks like, having a photograph of a mango, right? And it's very different eating a really, really, really good mango. It's one thing having a picture of the ocean on a wall somewhere. It's something else swimming in the beautiful tropical oceans, in the waves, right? Swimming with the dolphins, right? It's very different. So with spirituality, we know about things and we want to go into the experience. We want to become the embodiment. I mean, is that what you want? Would you like to become the embodiment more and more and more, have the experience? Or are you satisfied just knowing about things? Yeah, I mean, this, of course, everyone wants to experience it. You know, we don't want to just know about things. And everyone here has had experiences or you wouldn't be interested in these things. We've had peak experiences where things are really profound at different times in our life. So how can we have more of these higher, blissful, peaceful, loving, liberated, joyful (laughs) awarenesses and experiences deep in our bones, in our heart and soul? That's what we're going to be diving into today. And I'm going to be sharing with you the process that is very reliable, a practical, manageable process that you probably already do this without realizing it. Maybe you realize, maybe you don't. Most people don't know there is a process. And there are about five steps here. And most people are only on steps one and maybe step two. And that's why so many people don't get to the feeling that they've attained everything. Because if we only have two steps in a process, a bit like making a cake, you're making a cake, right? And it has five steps. And you only do steps one and two, you're not going to end up with a cake. You know, if you want to make some coffee or some tea, and all you do is boil the water, (laughs) and you don't do anything else, then you're not going to get your tea because there's other steps involved. So a lot of us, we kind of get stuck on these 
just these beginning steps and we don't do the other ones that are the ones that are really powerful and they're the ones that actually completely change our life and make everything profound and powerful and blessed and we go into these altered joyful ecstatic states right which is <laughs> which makes life much more interesting so first thing is do you want to experience more good feelings and higher states more often do you have a desire would you like to do it right is this something that you're interested in because the bigger our desire whatever we want whatever we want we can have but if we don't want it we're not interested in something then we're not gonna do it it's like the people who go to a seminar on how to how to ride a speedboat right they wouldn't be there if they have no interest in riding a speedboat you know they were there to learn someone who's on these podcasts wants to learn how to experience higher states of consciousness so obviously you have a desire anyway what happens though and this has been my own experience i've been on a spiritual journey 25 years and what happens is we have these experiences that get us into the journey then we have an aim that we want to experience this more and then our aim is often sabotaged by some lower forces in other words we have other desires like oh i need to take care of this i need to do that what about this or oh, i could do this and we so we our pure desire to experience these higher states is often superseded by these other limited desires so when we have lots of different desires whichever one is most present is the one that we act on right so the key first thing the first step to any sort of transformation is what do we want what do you want what's your aim so to just tune into this what would you love to experience more of in your life in your spiritual awareness would you like to have more divine love would you like to feel more blissful <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of bliss, personally. It's my favorite thing. Love, of course, is very important as well. But bliss is on a higher level, in my opinion. Just the feeling of being in a state of bliss. And then peace is an extremely powerful thing. Most people don't hardly ever feel any peace. So feeling peaceful is, is like a... It's like coming out of hell, in a way. When you feel really deep peace, it's a, such a relief, you know. So then there's happiness and joy, there's power, there's purity, there's all these vibrations, right? If you have a pen and paper, you can write this down. What would you love to experience? What what is your aim, you know? And you can if you're not able to write it down, just think about it. What would you love to feel more of? Or what state of awareness would you like to be in more often? What do you want? It's a very deep thing. 
And one of the most useful things we can all do is just to write this down when you have time and reread it. What do I want? And imagine that you already have it. Because when you just simply remember what you really, really want, then you're elevating your purest, most meaningful desires to the very, very top of your list in your awareness. Because otherwise, life has so many little tedious things that can just dominate our mind. Then we run around all day long after all those things. And they're not really that important to us. They just need to be taken care of. Sharing is a beautiful way to spread love and wisdom, kindness, blessings into the world. And if you feel our podcast has touched your life in some way and could benefit others, please go ahead and share it with somebody so that we can really reach more souls and touch more hearts and awaken more people. Maybe there's some friends that you have or family members who would really benefit from this. Just go ahead and share it with them in whatever way you can so they can listen to it too. We'd be really grateful and they'd be grateful. So thank you so much. So this is a major upgrade. Just knowing what I want, what you want, just writing it down, rereading it, thinking about it, feeling it, just tuning into that. And it's useful to write it down in the present tense as if you already have it. Like, I am an embodiment of peace. (laughs) I feel joy in my heart. I feel like I'm flying, right? Whatever it is that you want. You just write it down, the the state of being, your stage. That desire leads to everything else. So there's an expression, as is your aim, so is your game. As the aim, so the game, right? Rhymes. So whatever your aim is, you're going to play a game. If you aim to play tennis, you're going to play the game of tennis. If you aim to make money, you're going to play the game of money. If you aim to become good at art, you'll play the game of art, right? If you aim to become spiritually awakened, then you'll play the game of awakening, right? We're going to spend time doing things that lead to that. Everything's a game, right? So as is the aim, so is the game. So this is just good to come back to again and again and again. What do I want? And why do I want it as well? What's Why is this important to me? What, why do you want the things that you want? And just bear in mind that as soon as you go online, as soon as you check your phone, as soon as you do any of these things, there's going to be a million other people, right? <laughs> trying to get you into their thing, right? Trying to get you to look at this and look at that and do this and do that and check this and sign this petition and check this email and buy this thing, right? So there's all this other stuff. And these are other people's aims and they want you to do it. So what is your aim, right? Keep coming back to that again and again and again. The more we do it, the more we live our own life rather than someone else's life. So that's a a wonderful place to start everything. The next thing is, what is the knowledge 
the knowledge, right, the wisdom that we need in order to achieve our aim. So spiritual knowledge, which is what we're talking about today, everything we do on these podcasts is spiritual knowledge, right? It's about knowledge of the soul, knowledge of the self, knowledge of divine awareness of the reality, metaphysics, right? These are all spiritual things. So if you want to learn to be spiritually awakened, then we need spiritual knowledge. If you want to learn how to become a a potato farmer up in uh, Idaho, then that's something else, isn't it? You're going to have to learn that from some farmers up that way. Right, if you want to become a speedboat instructor, then you have to figure that out, right? So whatever we want, there's different knowledge for it. So we have an aim, then we have the knowledge, right? So we learn things, and knowledge is actually just the first step, right? So the the pre-step to everything is what do I want, right? What do I want? Then the next thing is what is the knowledge? And when we learn things with the aim in mind, when you have an aim first and then you learn something, you learn it differently. I was talking to someone yesterday about photo reading. I don't know if you know about photo reading. I sent her a bunch of books, a friend of mine, and she said, oh, you know, I really appreciate it, but there's a lot of books. I think I sent her about nine books or something. And she's like, oh, this is too much. And I said, you could try photo reading, right? And photo reading is where you, I'm not going to teach you the whole method because we haven't got time, but basically you, you have an aim. What is my aim for this book? So you, what are you trying to get out of the book? So you have to have an aim first. You write down your aim, and then you go through the pages really, really quickly, and your subconscious mind picks up the information that you need based on your aim. It's a process, right? But the first and most important step in order to photo read, in other words, how do you read a book in 20 minutes, is to have a really clear aim. Because if you don't have a clear aim, you can't extract the knowledge the, the what you need and then the things that that you really need out of that book you'll pick them up because you have a name so this is why we need a name then we have the knowledge right so you're listening to me talking to you about something my intention here is to help you experience what it is that you want in your life that's why i'm sharing this so not knowing about it learning about it hearing about it is is the first step towards making this happen once you have a name. The second step is to learn the methods, right? So step one is knowledge. Step two is methods, because knowledge is is not useful if it's just a bunch of theory. There are some books, like fiction books, for example, they're interesting to read if it's a good fiction book, but it's not necessarily a book of methods. I mean, some fiction books might have methods, but most of them are just for entertainment. And there are some academic books that don't have any methods either. They're just theories and ideas. So a lot of things, a lot of knowledge, a lot of stuff on the internet doesn't actually have proper methods to achieve anything. It's just information. And and then there's also a lot of methods that don't work. <laughs> so 
there's a huge amount of information around that isn't useful. You can't do anything with it. Like most of the news is just information. You can't, there's no method. If you read a news story, it doesn't say, here's the three steps about what you can do about this story. Can you imagine? Go on the news. There's this attack happened in this country. Now here's the three steps you can do to make it better. No, you don't never get that in news stories. There's nothing you can do about it, practically. So spiritual knowledge, ideally, you learn about it. Then there's methods. Methods are different from the knowledge because they're things that you can practice, things that you can use, things that can change your life. So we want to extract the methods of what is it that I can practice. So I've been practicing meditation for 25 years and I've got this huge list of methods that I can use, like literally pages and pages and pages of methods, because that's that's what actually works, you know. How do you deal with the situation? How do you change your thinking? How do you go into higher states of consciousness? How do you deal with... Um, attacks of negativity? How do you deal with other people? There's all methods, methods, methods. The thing is, we can't do thousands of methods at once. So you only need to really practice one thing at a time. So you get the knowledge, then you get the methods, right? And there's normally, if it's good knowledge, there's normally a lot of methods. So you want to ask yourself, okay, here's my aim. Here's the knowledge. What is a method that's going to help me achieve my aim? Right, for example, if you want to experience feeling free, right, let's say your aim is I want to feel liberated, I want to feel freedom, real freedom. One method is extremely powerful is to <laughs> is to remember become aware that you're a spiritual being, that you're like a shining light and allow yourself to become bodyless and fly out of your body and look down like you're a flying in the sky from above and see everything else as far away. Right? This, this practice, doing that again and again and again, it sounds simple, it's a method. If you practice that, you will experience extreme levels of freedom and peace. It's a very, very powerful method, right? People who practice this, I practice this. You feel like you're liberated, you're flying, like all the worries and stress disappears, right? Because we're, we're spiritually liberated. So I'm just giving you one method, right? There's thousands of methods. So you can, so you first of all have a knowledge, then you have a method. The next thing is to churn. Right? You might want to write these things down. If I had, I wish I could send you a picture of this, but this is an audio. So you have an aim, then you have the knowledge, then you have a method. The next thing is to churn. Churning is where we say, okay, this is a method. How can I use this method? Like you really try and understand it properly. Okay, how does it work? What are the nuances? How can I refine this? Right? Because then it becomes your own thing. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. It becomes real because you're churning it. Like you churn butter. 
churn the cream and it becomes butter. That's where the the term comes from. So you you take the method and you think, all right, what does this mean? And why does it work? How does it work? What's going on with this? So that you really get a grip of it. Like, what is this thing? Get your hands on it. You know, you can really feel like this is a real thing. And churning is almost like seeing the same thing from multiple angles. And by the way, what I'm sharing with you can be applied not just to spiritual knowledge, it can be applied to anything. If you're starting a business or you're starting learning the piano or you're, you know, trying to figure out a relationship issue, it's the same thing. You know, what's the method? What churn? Understand it. So, so once you've churned the method, so here's what I want. Here's the method that's going to work. Here's a bit more you know, refinement. Sometimes you can talk to people about it. Sometimes conversations you can churn with somebody else. So how does this work? What about this? What about this? Once you feel like you've really understood what you're doing, right? You've got a really good understanding and a good feel for it. Lots of love and blessings. Just wanted to mention that if you enjoy this podcast and resonate with it and you'd like more, Go ahead and make sure that you follow the podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to it. So that way you get notified of any new things. And we're going to be doing new and different things from time to time. Extra little bits and pieces. So you'll learn about all of that as well. So I just wanted to mention that. Go ahead and follow the podcast. Thank you so much for your wonderful presence. And back to the podcast. Next thing is to bring your awareness, awareness to that which you're wanting to do. So you're focusing on it. Awareness means focus. So you focus on that practice. So, okay, I'm going to actually do this now. Bringing your attention. Attention is such an important thing because we live in the attention economy. So everyone in on the internet is trying to steal your attention away from your own life and your practices, unfortunately. So we have a hard time more than ever in human history because of all the distractions. Everyone's trying to grab attention. It's called the attention economy. So what we're trying to say is, look, how can I bring my attention back to what I want to focus on? How can you bring this sacred thing, your attention, onto these practices that are going to give you the experience. So then you, once you have your awareness, once you're focused, then you can practice, 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 practice. This, see, these, these last steps, right? And most people have knowledge. Some people have methods. Churning it is a bit less likely. Awareness is a bit lacking and practice is massively lacking. These last steps, right? This is what makes all the difference. So once someone practices it, brings their awareness to it again and again, (laughs) practice, 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 just like exercise or just like learning an instrument, practice, practice, practice. When you practice, then it leads to the experience. It leads to these amazing experiences. It leads to feeling like you've attained everything. It leads to the feeling of being an embodiment 
of what you want. Right? And then we can live in that experience. It becomes a real thing. So I'm bringing this up to you because this is this is the key thing. Most people don't talk about this, right? There's just all this knowledge around. But these last steps, churning, awareness, and practice. Okay, how am I going to do this practice? Bring awareness to it, focus on it, focus on it, and practice, practice, practice. It makes you become enlightened is what it means. I mean, literally, that's how the Buddha became enlightened. That's how everyone experiences higher states of consciousness is these last pieces. So for example, one of the things I like to do is I have a mala beads. Yeah, I'm sure everyone here has got some mala beads. So I say, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to practice a particular powerful thought. Like, for example, I am an embodiment of peace, right? Something really simple. I want to experience more peace. What's the method? I'm going to breathe in that feeling of peace, receive the energy from, from the divine. I'm going to focus just on that, and I'm going to do this 108 times. So that's nice, but when I start doing that, initially my mind will probably wander a little bit at the beginning because I've got all these projects and all these people and everything going on, right? So I might be, my intention is I'm going to give my awareness just to the practice. I'm sure you can relate to what I'm saying. I'm just going to do meditation. <laughs> I'm just going to do meditation for 20 minutes, right? 10 minutes. And you sit there and then it wanders about because the awareness is wandering around, right? So then we bring it back and we say, I'm going to do it anyway. And you keep practicing, practicing, practicing. And initially, and this is so important to understand, initially, you might not experience anything at all, apart from even frustration. You might feel like, oh God, this is harder than I thought. So many people I talk to, I have so many students, and many, many people have told me, Michael, I just can't meditate. I just can't meditate. can't control my mind. It's all over the place. I'm just not good at it. I've heard this from so many people. They feel disheartened. They feel like they're no good. There's something wrong with them. And I say to them, look, this is completely normal. You know, if you sit down in silence for 10 minutes, of course your mind is going to wander all over the place. Obviously. I mean, that's what it does. The mind is designed to think. That's what it's for. So we just have a bit of compassion. We just put in a bit of practice. And we just bring it back, bring it back, bring it back with love. There's no point getting frustrated with ourselves. It's like a mother, right? The, ch the children, I haven't got any kids, but I've been around plenty of kids. And I've seen a lot of mothers. And good mothers, they, they're very patient, right? And the, the kids, they say, you know, can you just do this thing over here or don't do this thing? And then, then it doesn't work out and she goes back and she's very loving and no, 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 don't put that down. <laughs> put it over the, no, 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 don't eat that thing, right? And and so gradually she gets the children all nice and organized, right? Calms them down. So I've heard like some mothers, they have to, 
the kids are all over the place. Get them, in, get run them a bath. Get them in their pajamas. You know, get, get them in a dark room. You know, just stroke their head, make them relax, and then they go to sleep. Right. So there's lots of we have to sort of do that with our mind. Be very nice. Be very gentle. Have patience. Bring it back. Give it instructions multiple times. This is the practice. The practice is is that sort of energy of being very loving and bringing it back again and again and again. J- just like mothers, right? They, you don't just do parenting one afternoon for, for like 20 minutes. Can you imagine if parents thought that they could just take care of their kids once in a while, right? It wouldn't work. I mean, a lot of parents just give their kids screens to watch. So they're being raised by television, unfortunately. But good parenting involves like mentoring and supporting and caring for years, for years and years and years and years and years, right? And that's how they raise sane, healthy children, which are, you know, not that common nowadays, unfortunately, because parenting is not that good. The same thing is with the mind. We practice, we mentor, we give it attention, we give it love. We might have to be a little bit strict with it sometimes, right? All these things. But that practice leads to profound spiritual experiences. And sometimes you get the spiritual experience at the time when you're doing it. So, for example, when I'm doing my meditations, it typically starts out a little bit messy, right? The better mind, this is why the previous steps are so important. When you have a clear aim, you have a clear method, you've thought about it, you know what you're doing. That makes everything a lot easier because you know what you're doing. Then the practice starts and there's a little bit of back and forth between the the kind of average everyday mind, the beta wave state, right, the brain state, there's beta waves, alpha waves, theta waves, and delta waves. Delta waves are deep meditation, deep sleep. So we start off and we're having these kind of more regular thinking. But as we bring awareness, bring practice, 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 we bring it round And then we start to enter into a very wonderful (laughs) and enjoyable state of consciousness. We go into a higher state of awareness. And the practice turns into experience. It goes from practice to a real lived experience. Right? I mean, you've probably experienced this many times where you go into these lovely states of consciousness where you're free, where you're completely light, where time stops, where you don't even know your body. I mean, I've experienced things where I've come out of it afterwards and I realized that my knees really hurt because I've been sitting cross-legged for a long time and I didn't notice, right, because I was in this altered state. Like, ah, <laughs> you come back, you know, it's kind of funny. 
you know, you, you don't notice things, right? You go into this this very deep state. And then that that goes into our being, right? That's that's a real thing. That becomes part of who we are, that feeling. So would you like to have that experience more, these wonderful feelings? And if you would, the secret to it is simply to come back to the practice, the awareness and the practice. These are the two missing, missing steps. I know many people, including myself, by the way, who have read a lot of books and know a lot of stuff, but have less time in the practice. And I also know the people who are the most powerful teachers, the most profound spiritual practitioners, right? They've put in a lot of practice, basically. They, 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 of course, keep studying and they learn a lot as well. But it's the practice the practice and you can ask yourself you know wh- where are you at on this on this these different levels right so you've got the aim do you have a clear aim what is your aim do you remember your aim and, and by the way if, if you if any of this is no or you don't do very much it doesn't matter right you can start doing it now a little bit little bit little bit so this isn't about being ourselves up this is just about saying okay do I understand the method? Do I understand where I'm at? And if you do, then you can immediately start experiencing more wonderful things. So what is your aim? Really useful to read it. I have like a piece of paper right here. Right here. I've got, let me see. One, two, I've got five pieces of paper that sit on my chair and I've got them in my hand right now. This is my aim, right, for different areas of my life. There's one for my relationships, one for my health, one for my service and my work, one for my spirituality, and another one for business things I'm doing, right? So I got my aim. So I reread this, right? I am like this, I experienced this, because the more I know what I want, right, as is the aim, so is the game. The more I remember why I'm doing and why it's important to me, then I start learning things and practicing things to help this. If I forget what I want, then somebody else or something on the internet or something that happens is going to attract my attention. And then I'll get caught up in other things that aren't really important to me. So what is your aim? What do you really want? And then what is the knowledge? What can you study or learn about or hear about or go to some training or whatever to learn? And then what are the methods? The next step is what methods, practical methods, can you do? In other words, what's what's the how-to? What are the action steps? Right, It's just like anything else. Like I'm working on lots of projects. So I, I write down these long lists. Okay, if I want to achieve this result, then I have to do this thing and then this thing and then this thing and then outsource this thing to this person, right? And there's a long list. But it leads to these wonderful things happening in the world. So the same with our spirituality. What is the method I can use practically? To 
experience what I want. So it's really useful to write it down so you actually know exactly what it is. If you know exactly what you're going to practice, then you're going to be able to practice it. If you don't write it down, then you'll probably forget. I mean, this happens to me all the time. Even when we go to do meditation, we can sit there and we can say, what am I actually doing here? So if you have a written down practice, I am going to practice this, then it makes everything a lot easier because you know exactly what you're going to focus on. Then you churn it a little bit so you know, okay, what does this mean? How am I going to do it really and truly? What are the different elements? What can I avoid? You're kind of really getting to grips with this practice. Then when you know exactly what you're doing, then you can bring your awareness, your focus to that. And then you practice it with love and patience. And then you practice it again. Bring awareness and practice, awareness, practice, awareness, practice. And that becomes attainment. That becomes the kingdom of heaven within. That that's how we go into these beautiful transcendent states. the practice. So I've been personally aiming to continuously increase my meditation practices all the time. You know, some weeks are better than other weeks, but this has been a really good week, this last week. And um, the more I do, the more I enjoy it, <laughs> because it's, it's such a beautiful feeling. And I've got a notebook. I'm just mentioning these things because I think they might be able to help you. You know, just have a notebook and write down what are all the practices that you'd like to do? Exactly what are they? When I talk to people who are new at meditation, they say, oh, I can't control my mind. And then I say to them, what are you trying to do? And they say, oh, I'm just sitting here trying to just not do anything and have a blankness. And I say, good luck with that, because your mind is going to think things. I mean, that's what it does, right? And so a lot of people, when they don't know about meditation, they think it means just sitting there, trying not to think, which, which just doesn't work. I mean, anyone who's actually done this for any length of time realizes that's not going to work very well, because the mind is always going to think. So what we do instead is we have these drills, these practices, and we know exactly what to do. So for example, going from here, I'm sitting here, spiritual being in this body, and now I'm going to bring my awareness up beyond the body into the light, the world of light, golden light, where I'm completely free, like I'm flying, like gone back before before birth and after death, come into the awareness of eternity. And then 
and come back here, right? It's like going on vacation <laughs> to the most wonderful place and then coming back. So you go beyond and then come back. Go beyond. This is a drill. This is called going into the, the three worlds. Going from here, then beyond the subtle world and up into the light and then back here. Going beyond and coming back. This is an extremely powerful, advanced practice, but it's also an easy practice, actually. It's just a matter of doing it enough times for it to go from a nice idea into a very, very powerful <laughs> experience, right? And so if you do it once, that's great. If you do it twice, that's even better. If you do it 10,000 times, you're going to be really, really feeling amazing. Right? So here's what you can take from this, this sharing today. Get a notebook. I'm sure you already have a notebook. And just write down all the your goals. Right? What are your goals? What do you want to experience for your spirituality? You can do this for everything else as well. Your financial goals and relationships. But we're just talking about your spirituality today. So what are your spiritual aims? What would you like to feel? Write it down so you know very, 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 very clearly. Then write down what are all the methods, the practices that are going to lead to that experience. And the more clear you are about what they are, the better. You know, it's like if someone says to you, um, you, you let's say you want to make a Make, make some bread and you've never made bread before I don't know why I keep giving these examples of making I never make bread or cakes but it just it's just a good example right I haven't made bread in the past right if I if but I if I never knew how to make bread and someone says look how do you make it and I said well they tell me well you just get some flour you know any old flour and you just get some water and chuck a bit of yeast in there and you'll be all right you know if that's all you hear about and you don't know how how much of any of the ingredients, you don't know which ingredients, you don't know what order to put them in, you don't know what the temperature of the oven is. If you don't know all of those details, you're not probably going to end up with a very satisfying result. Now you'll probably get some strange lumpy thing, right? But if you know exactly what the ingredients are, how, how to do it, in what order to do it, what the temperature is and everything else. And you think about it, you churn it, you, you know, tune into it. You will get a wonderful loaf of bread or a cake or whatever it is, or a cup of tea. So with our spirituality, a lot of people are really vague about this. They don't know exactly what they're going to do. And so when they sit for meditation, they, they're not quite sure whether they're doing it right or whether they're not doing it, because they haven't thought it through, haven't churned it. So if we write down the methods, churn it, make sure you really understand it. Then when you sit down for your practice, it's easy, much easier, because you're absolutely clear. And then you can just bring your awareness to the practice, bring your awareness to the practice. Yeah, this might sound obvious when, when, when I talk about this and when you hear it, you think, yeah, of course. But if I was to get a hundred people who do meditation and I said to them, can you tell me what your aim is? Can you tell me what exactly what your practices are? 
when you do them, how you do them. Probably only one or two of them, maybe three out of a hundred, would be able to give extremely clear examples. And those three people would be the ones who have the most powerful experiences. So this is this is really, really important because if you're going to be doing meditation anyway and you're doing spiritual practices anyway and you already like all these things anyway, why not just like get really clear on what you're doing and do it more because then you'll have <laughs> even better experiences, right? Because remember, there's two types of experience. One is what we call grace, right? And grace is given to us without really doing anything. When I was 18, I went to my first meditation class and I was given grace. I didn't do anything. I just I just showed up to the class, sat down, and I was pulled out of my body and shown visions, right? People spend years trying to get visions, trying to have those experiences. I didn't do anything at all and I was given visions, but there was no doubt because of my past lives and everything I'd done previously, right? There was nothing to do with anything I did in that moment. That was grace. That was a blessing. And I'm very grateful, right? But that that was just given to me. I didn't make any effort. But then most of what we do is we can't just wait around for grace. We can't just sit around saying, where's the grace? Come on, I will need more grace. Come on, what's going on? Because we could be waiting around a long time. We're, we're master creators, so you're a powerful soul. So you can create whatever you want. Whatever you want, you can have. It just requires knowing what you want, having methods, and doing the practice. So most of what we do, we don't want to rely on grace. Grace is like a, like a, a surprise blessing. And we like surprise blessings. There's nothing wrong with them. They're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But people who are just waiting around for grace and not doing anything are often quite desperate people. You know, they're living in a state of hope and fear rather than a state of power and creation and mastery and self-sovereignty, which is much more like it. So, aim, knowledge, methods, churning, and then bring in awareness and practice, practice, practice very clearly. So just tune into this. Do you have all this super clear? Because clarity leads to mastery. How many methods and practices do you have that you like? And remember, it's important to choose practices that you personally are into. So I have I have a notebook. And I also have um, this written right next to my bed. I stuck it on the wall right next to my bed. So when I wake up in the morning, I can look at these practices and I can pick one. So I don't have to try and remember these things. They're, just, they're right there next to my bed. So what are all the methods? Hopefully, you know, you've gleaned a lot of methods from these podcasts and we have a lot more methods, but I mean, I could even put a book together. If anyone, anyone's interested, I could put this whole book from everything I've learned, these different powerful methods might be useful for other people. 
So the more you have methods, the more you can practice. And and then you just say to yourself, right, when am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? What time am I going to do it? How long am I going to do it for? You know, it's a little bit like a watering system, right? I've been setting up my garden out here. I have loads of plants, right? So I've got a drip system. And the timer, the timer has what what um, line, you know, which one of the things, there's a whole bunch of them, which number one, two, three, four, whatever. Okay, which one is, is it going to go to? What time is it going to go on for? How long is it going to go on for? And how often? is it going to water the plants for, right? This is, these are the options. You have to choose them all. So it knows I need to do this thing, turn this water on for this amount of time, for this, uh, on this uh, schedule, right? So with our meditation, it's the same thing. What are we going to practice? I am an embodiment of bliss. I've attained everything. God is my friend, right? <laughs> right? Whatever it is, right? I could I could go on and on and on. But what are your practices that you love? Do you love them, really? Make sure you do love them. Do you know how to do them, right? Do you know that they work? And sometimes they, they only work if you do them enough, right? So you, you can't say, oh, I tried it five minutes and it didn't work. It sometimes needs more than five minutes. You might need an hour. You might need several days in a row. So you, you know what you want. Then how are you going to practice it practically? Like exactly what are you going to do with your mind, with your focus? When are you going to do it? Like what are you, is there a schedule? Is there morning practice, evening practice? Are you going to stop during the day? Right? I mean, if you don't know when you're going to do it, you might not do it. This has been my personal experience. So I try and like stop regularly in between things and go have a meditation because I know I'll feel better and I'll also get good ideas on how to make my life better that comes in the silence. So I end up saving time by doing more meditation. So what are you going to do? When are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? And where are you going to do it? Right? Where are you going to do it? Are you going to sit on your meditation cushion? Are you going to be walking somewhere? Are you going to sit out in the garden? Are you going to sit under a tree? Are you going to be in the hot tub? Are you going to be in a swimming pool? Are you going to be in the ocean, at the beach, on the mountains? Where are you going to be when you do it? This level of specificity leads to you having really amazing spiritual experiences because then you know, okay, I'm going to do this exact thing at this exact time in this exact way, at <laughs> this place. <laughs> Everything's set up, right? So you're ready to go. It doesn't even take that long to do. It might take you five minutes in the morning to write all this down. 
And then, and then you just, instead of reading books and thinking about stuff, you just practice, just practice, practice, practice. I'm not against reading books, by the way, or learning things. It's just that we, we're better off doing more practice, realistically, because practice goes into our soul and knowledge just disappears. Knowing about things just vanishes. But when we practice it, it becomes part of our being. So, so tune into that, right? This, I'm giving you some, this is 20, 20, taking me 25 years, to be completely honest, 25 years to like get to this level of clarity, right? Because when I started out, I was didn't have any idea what I was doing. I just sit there and my mind would be all over the place. I didn't know what practices to do, how to do them, when to do them, where to do them. Right? What a disaster. So no wonder. But now I'm like, oh, I know exactly what to do, when to do. We can all have that clarity and it makes our whole life much, much, much easier. So if anyone has any questions, you're most welcome to put them in the uh, the webcast or you can raise your hand, press star two if you want. If you have any questions about this or about something else. I mean, do you have practices that you like? You know, even things like I am a spiritual being. Right? That's a that's a nice idea, but when you stay with that long enough, it goes from theory to a feeling state, a change in consciousness. Yeah, you feel liberated, you feel light. The soul is really, really, really small compared to the body. So when you practice I'm a spiritual being, you'll feel like your body is this massive universe. Because we, as consciousness, are smaller than an atom. And an atom is very, very small compared to the body, right? So you, you realize this is massive, this whole world, huge compared to the size of who we are. So you start off with theory, then you start having these fabulous states of being. Ah, what a blessing. So Melanie says, super tips. I can't wait to try this. I need to ground myself more often. Wasn't that wonderful, Melanie? I'm glad that you know what you want. So you can you can tune into that. How can I be more grounded more often? You know, what practices are going to help you be grounded? When can you do them? How long can you do them? Once you've written it all out, and you remember this and why you want it, then it all of a sudden it goes from this nice desire to be grounded to a real experience of being grounded in a real way and you'll feel so good. So we're sending you special blessings on being grounded and being liberated and feeling fantastic. <laughs> So this is just things to, to think about, tune into. What do you want? Why do you want it? 
what are the methods, how do they work, when are you going to do it. It's, it's just the same as making tea, making a salad, riding a bike, driving a car. You need to know exactly how it works in order for it to work properly. And then you have the experience. Anyone who um, has any techie challenges, right? I know a lot of people, <laughs> my parents, this is quite funny. Like, why don't you just download this thing? Oh, sorry about that. That was a bang from the wind in the background. Like my parents, they often say things like, I don't know how to download this thing. How does this work? How does this work? So it seems really confusing, right? If someone's older and they don't know how things work, it just seems really hard. But when they, when it's explained and they understand how it works, then it's easy. Then they have experience of using these techie things and they're quite fun, right? They're useful. But if we don't know how it works, it's really frustrating. So when you get your spirituality really clear, and you really understood it. Everything in your life gets so much easier, so much better, ah, so much more mystical. So then you can, instead of struggling and fighting with things, you're going to enter into mystical experiences more frequently, and you can come back to that more easily and quicker. Your whole life is going to get so much better. So, there you go. Hopefully this has been useful. Sending you so much love, so much love and appreciation for your beautiful presence and your inspirations. I'm wishing you all success in your practices and coming up with everything that's going to make you feel really good. And enjoy the practice. Remember, it doesn't necessarily feel good immediately, but you will feel absolutely amazing as you keep doing it again and again. So by the next time we connect, you will be in a wonderful state of being, you know, as soon as possible, and continuously come into that awareness again and again and again. Ah, yes. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Sending you so much love and talk to you soon. Om Shanti. I want to take a moment now to give thanks to you for listening, for being here, for your beautiful presence. It really means a lot to us to be doing this and connect with you. And one thing that we really appreciate is if you could go and leave a review on Apple or Spotify. That way we can help grow the podcast. You can help grow the podcast. And if you have any questions or you need any extra support, just leave it in there and we'll do everything we can if you have any topics that you'd like us to share about or anything that you like that you'd like us to do more of just go ahead and mention that in the review and we will do everything we can to support you so thank you so much for being here Om Shanti